Welcome to another episode of the Dutch Podcast, where integrative medicine providers and patients can learn about hormones and explore the body's most complex communication system. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Smeaton, Chief Medical Officer for Dutch. As a clinician, I focused on fertility and used Dutch testing to uncover the role that hormones play in a couple's ability to conceive. And now on the Dutch Podcast, I get to be joined by experts across functional medicine who help us make sense of our body's hormones and take the guesswork out of treating hormone-related issues. Coming up on this week's episode, we're going to talk about what I think is one of the most exciting offerings on the Dutch test, the cortisol awakening response, or the CAR. Now, I'll be the first to admit I've done hundreds or maybe even thousands of salivary adrenal tests that look at the diurnal curve during my years in practice, but Dutch was the first to really introduce me to a more comprehensive look at adrenal function, including the car, a number of years ago, and really I've never looked back. So today we get the pleasure of being schooled by none other than Dr. Christina O'Brien, a clinical educator for Dutch. Dr. O'Brien's a chiropractor by training and has also become certified by the Institute of Functional Medicine. We are lucky to have her on the Dutch team as a clinical educator where she shares her expertise with customers each and every day. So Christina, thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you here. <laughs> so let's talk first, like kind of paint the picture with HPA access or people call it adrenal function. Now for a long time, the first thing we've done has been looking at kind of that classic diurnal curve. So just to kind of set the stage for listeners who might be newer to testing for stress and the HPA axis, can you talk a little bit about that kind of first, like what I call baseline test that we tend to run as practitioners? Sure. So the, the typical diurnal pattern that we look at looks at levels of cortisol from waking to two hours after waking, and then typically dinner time and bedtime. And it's a nice diurnal assessment um, of the patient's adrenal fu function. Um, sometimes there's an overnight sample collected as well, which gives us more information about the functioning of the HPA axis throughout the night. Um, but the typical pattern is that overall um, dynamic function of the HPA axis throughout the day based on that diurnal pattern. Cool. And what's interesting that I didn't realize, like kind of as a newer practitioner using Dutch, is that that can be measured. I mean, we see it in saliva across many, many labs, but it also can be measured in urine and with like pretty great accuracy, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. It's really incredible. Yeah. And the car yeah, just adds an extra layer to that. Right. So the Dutch Complete looks at a urine-based assessment of cortisol and mm -hmm. metabolites, right? And mm -hmm. then when you run a Dutch Plus, you get the addition of the car, and that's done in saliva. That kind of transitions all of the cortisol tests to saliva, and they're both equally accurate. Either one is great for the diurnal curve, but tell me a little bit about why we use saliva for the measurements of the car. Yeah, and the you know what's so neat about the cortisol awakening response is it gives us really a whole layer of additional information about um, the patient's HPA axis and their neurological status really um, in the moment. And the CAR essentially is a predictable increase in cortisol that occurs in the morning 
um, an increase in the cortisol from exactly the moment of waking to 30 minutes after waking to 45 minutes after waking, and then throughout the day, the way the other um, diurnal pattern typically looks at cortisol. Um, but what's really unique specifically about the Dutch test is not only does it look at um, cortisol in the moment in saliva, but we use a um, a proprietary little piece of cotton in our tubes, which we can have the patient put in their mouth for, you know, a minute or so, and then put right back in the tube. So it removes the need for having to fill up an entire vial of saliva, which can be really challenging for patients. And there's a, there's a really interesting study that shows how important it is to do it actually in the moment. If you miss even five minutes, you shift the entire cortisol awakening response and get an accurate result. So um, it, Dutch is really unique in that they can they can test actually in the moment. And that's the beauty of the cortisol awakening response is essentially a mini stress test for the day for the patient. So that's fascinating that even just like a few minutes of mm -hmm. collection time could impact results. I mean, I hadn't realized it was like quite that sensitive, but mm -hmm. having done several salivary tests that require you to spit in a tube and fill it up to a line and then also do the like trochee, the cotton trochee, yep. it is so much easier. And I think you like laugh about, oh, it's so hard to spit in a tube. It doesn't sound that difficult. But if any of you are listening and you've done it before, you know exactly what we're talking about because you have bubbles and you try to figure out if you're at the line yet and your mouth gets dry and it takes a long time. And it's like actually quite an ordeal, quite an ordeal. Last year for Christmas, we all got 23andMe's for like all of our kids. And um, I mean, it took us a good 20 minutes to collect for them to collect the salivary samples. And it was like a lot of laughter and, um, <laughs> you know, coaching and cheering to be able to produce enough saliva to run yeah. Yeah. And that's a great example. If it took you 20 minutes to do that one, you're then offsetting that diurnal pattern by you're making it inaccurate if it takes 20 minutes to do a, a Well, collection. yeah. And think about the stress hormones produced when you're exactly. like, worried about whether you're going to be able to fill the tube I or know, not. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and then patients with so, Sjogren's who have no saliva production, how would they even begin to do it? So, yeah. So it's interesting because with a regular diurnal curve, can you see the car? Like if you're just doing that like four point, you know, salivary or urine sample, or does it kind of get hidden in those like individual moments in the morning? It gets hidden in those moments. You can infer a cortisol awakening response often using the normal diurnal pattern that we see in urine. But in order to truly call it a cortisol awakening response and see that true, um, you know, 50 to 160% rise from waking to 30 and then, you know, zero to 70% rise from 30 to 60 in order to really see that in a detailed way, you need the in the moment saliva sample. But we certainly okay. can get terrific information from the regular diurnal pattern. It's just a very different assessment of the patient's yeah. HPA axis. And, you know, I've heard that there's like some pretty substantial research out there showing that even during times where the cortisol curve looks normal, that can be normal and the car can really show significant dysfunction that didn't get picked up mm -hmm. in the regular diurnal curve. Absolutely. I was actually talking with our research team yesterday about trying to see if we could ascertain like the percentage of samples that have a normal diurnal curve and an abnormal car because I think probably when I was running just the regular diurnal curve, I was probably missing a lot of dysfunction and telling people like, things look great. 
When in fact, if we'd done that mini stress test just upon waking, we might have picked something up that mm-hmm. was a little different. So exactly. tell me about like the thought about the car as a kind of a mini stress test. Why why is it you know, relate to that? Why does it act like a stress test for us? So it's, it's essentially the way that the patient is responding not only to their day, but also potentially to the previous day. So we're getting to see um, an in the moment assessment of how their HPA access responds um, to their day. We can see, you know, the literature shows that um, Work days, the cortisol awakening response on work days is significantly higher than the cortisol awakening response on weekend days, for example. Um, So the cortisol awakening response, when the body wakes up and that cortisol awakening response is elevated, um, it means something very different than when the cortisol awakening response is decreased. They mean very different things. And we can use that really to assess how the patient is responding to their day. So if they're waking up and they're having anxiety or um, in some cases waking up to a loud alarm or even sometimes if they're just more of a morning person, we'll see a little bit of an elevated cortisol awakening response. And in somebody, for example, who has PTSD or a major depressive disorder, we can see a decline in the cortisol awakening response. They essentially wake up and just, meh, you know, their their body is not not ready for the day. So we could see if they're waking up with with anxiety or stress or there's stress left over from the day or they woke up during the night. If we get an overnight sample too, especially, that's really informative um, from a salivary perspective because it's an in-the-moment cortisol measure overnight. And people who are having difficulty sleeping, which are lots of people who run the Dutch test are having sleep difficulties. That gives us a lot of really great information. Yeah, that's so interesting. So when we look at the diurnal curve, I think there's a couple of patterns that we tend to see come up. One is cortisol is elevated. One, cortisol is low. And lastly, it's kind of like a flipped curve, right? That it's high at the wrong time and low at the wrong time. What are the main patterns that we see of dysfunction with the car? So we see um, elevated cortisol awakening response in the morning. Um, very frequently, specifically that waking to 30. Um, We can see that in the cortisol awakening response and in um, a regular diurnal pattern, especially when somebody's struggling with a hypothyroidism, for example. Um, And very often when we're talking to providers about results for their patient, we're not only looking at the 24-hour cortisol that the body is producing, but we look at the way that the body is metabolizing that cortisol. So we put two dials at the bottom of page one in hopes that they'll tell us a bigger story regarding the patient's HPA axis. And that's always important for us at Dutch, where we really want to look at not only, you know, all of the little details that we're seeing, but we want to step back and look at it from the forest level and say, what is really happening with this patient? And then how do we help the provider best support their patient? And when we see those two dials next to one another, we could see that in in some cases, there's a, a hypo cortisol or hypocortisolism picture where there's plenty of free cortisol, but when that cortisol is moved peripherally and metabolized, we can see that there's a slowing of that HPA axis, a slowing of the metabolism of cortisol. And that tells us about um, potentially a patient's thyroid or fuel for delivery for the brain, like iron or blood sugar, sluggish liver, et cetera. Um, Hmm. A hypo picture, 
um, is is when is the opposite. Um, actually, I just misspoke. That's the hypo is the more the thyroid and a hypercortisol picture is more um, an autoimmune process or infection, inflammation, etc. So something that's kind of lighting a fire under the HPA axis. And we can mm-hmm. see that in a typical diurnal pattern. But with the cortisol awakening response, we get even more information about each part of their morning and we get to see how their body is responding to each part of their day um, very specifically. Yeah, cool. Fascinating. And I know the car is not, this is not like a Dutch invention. You know, we would love to be responsible for identifying and like finding, discovering the car. But this actually just comes from published literature that's looking at cortisol and it's related to like a wide variety of diseases, right? There's been a lot of connections to a dysregulated car. And sometimes like statistically, the connection is even better to the car than it is to looking at dysfunction on the diurnal curve, which (laughs) I found pretty awesome, you know, because it's a really a great way that we can improve our assessment of the HPA axis. Mm -hmm. So how would practitioners know like when they should order the Dutch plus that includes the car and when it might be enough to do the Dutch complete, which does just the diurnal pattern plus metabolites? That's a terrific question. You know, in in my own practice for years, I did the Dutch Complete and didn't even know about the cortisol awakening response. And when I found it, I was convinced that everybody needed to see a Dutch Plus with a cortisol awakening response. So in a perfect world, everybody would see a cortisol awakening response so we could see how their body is responding to their life, to their stress. Um, But typically when... um, a patient has fatigue or mood issues or blood sugar dysregulation, um, autoimmunity or an inflammatory process, or when somebody says in particular they have specific symptoms first thing in the morning or as soon as they get out of bed, they have certain symptoms. My symptoms are worse in the morning. My anxiety is worse in the morning. Or anybody who's had any type of neurological um, dysregulation like PTSD or depression, anxiety, um, even concussion, TBI. Um, it was it was really interesting when I started um, really talking to providers over and over and over again about the cortisol awakening response. You know, when we do consultations during the day, we get all of the tests ready in the morning and go through everything and really get our best assessment of, of what's happening with the patient and look at their results and look at their requisition form. And what we started to see, what I started to see personally emerge in patterns is I would get on the phone with providers and we would be talking about the patient and um, I would ask questions like, did this person just have a concussion or did this person, did they struggle with anxiety that they didn't note on the form or something? And and more often than not, the provider would say, yeah, that's exactly what's happening with them. And you really could see that wow. um, in the cortisol awakening response. And I think that it, it just makes it so valuable and it, and it helps the provider really to know what to do with a low cortisol awakening response or a high cortisol awakening response. The therapy is extremely different for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. But it helps to target, you know, what what they can do for their patient to most help them. That's awesome. Uh-huh. And it's a pretty easy thing to interpret because it's either going to be like normal or high or low, the response. It's not so complicated as a diurnal curve can feel sometimes where you have all these different patterns that emerge. So I found it pretty easy. I'm like you. I do the Dutch Plus on everybody <laughs> so that I can get that car because I do feel like I probably missed – uh, the complete picture of the HPA axis when I did just the um, 
you know, diurnal curve. So yeah, I love I it. I think it's, it's been really additive for my practice and I haven't found it to be too difficult to interpret, but I will say if you are going to run it for the first time for a patient, there's great resources available. Mm-hmm. Um, even just the back of the test report, we provide some comments on interpretation and putting out like basically our Bible of test interpretation, which I can't wait for that to be out there. But we do talk a lot about the car um, and what to do and how to help your patients if it does seem out of whack. So thank you, Christina. Anything else about the car, Dr. O'Brien, that we haven't covered that you think is really essential for people to know about? Um, I, You know, I, I really think the most important thing to remember about the cortisol awakening responses is what we already mentioned, is that making sure the patient does the testing exactly as indicated um, so we get the most accurate results and, and you can get the best interpretation of the patient's cortisol awakening response. Awesome. A great tip to end with. Well, thanks, Dr. O'Brien, so much for joining me today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And thank you to all of you, our listeners, for tuning in today. Come back next week for more hormone education just like this. And if you're enjoying the Dutch podcast, please help us spread the word, um, comment, and share wherever you listen. Don't forget to also follow at Dutch Test on Instagram and Facebook for news, education, and provider resources. And if you are a provider yourself, and you're struggling to find answers to your complex patient's concerns, registering as a Dutch provider can give you all the tools you need to profoundly change the lives of your patients. Dutch providers receive advanced hormone education, comprehensive test results, clinical support, and so much more. So visit DutchTest.com, click on providers at the top of the page, and we'll help you get started. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next week.